Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiecki's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiecki, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. Welcome to the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, a program dedicated to uncovering the unified nature of reality and humanity's ever-evolving place as truly galactic beings. For more information on the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, visit us online at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Hello once again, dear friends, and welcome to the Science of Magic, a program combining the science and magic of today's leading topics to co-create new solutions and promote evolutionary thinking. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring integrative medicine as a multidimensional approach to healing. By the time one member of a tribe becomes physically sick, the entire tribe is sick, my old shamanic teacher informed me. I'd ask him why he went to live with a family for a while in order to perform healing on one of their members. At first, I thought he was speaking about sharing germs, but later found his teachings to be much more profound. He taught that illness does not originate in the physical body. By the time it's become physical, there are imbalances in the spiritual, mental, and emotional aspects that have filtered down into the physical body, manifesting as disease. The physical being the lowest vibratory rate of the four, is the last to break out into illness and the last to heal. 
he taught healing is about correcting imbalance in body, emotions, mind, and spirit, not labeling and masking symptoms. He viewed the entire tribe as an organism requiring exacting balance to maintain the health of all its members. Conversely, he taught that healing began within the individual members of the tribe. If what he taught was true, looking around at the condition of the world tribe, we're in a world of hurt. How do we reconcile the dilemma? If correcting the individual imbalance is necessary to heal our world, and the condition of our world manifests as individual illness, it would appear we're in a double bind of epic proportions. With us this hour to help unravel this quandary is Dr. Nauman Naim, author of Healing from the Inside Out, Overcome Chronic Disease and Radically Change Your Life. Dr. Naim is a physician specializing in pulmonary and critical care medicine whose intellectual journey has taken him far beyond the confines of conventional medicine. He completed his training in International Chase Western Reserve University, Metro Health Center, and his training in pulmonary and critical care at the University Hospitals of Cleveland. He's treated tens and thousands of patients and realized that the majority of patients with chronic disease do not heal, a percentage of whom have no desire to heal. This realization compelled him to drive deeper into the psychology of healing, human consciousness, metaphysics, and healing traditions from the past through his own personal research and study to uncover how he can facilitate healing in his patients and clients. His website, Naum, I'm going to spell this out, N-O-W-N-A-U-M-A-N-N-A-E-E-M.com. Naumannaeem.com. Dr. Naeem, thank you so much for joining us on The Science of Magic. Thank you very much, Gwilda, for having me. I'm uh, excited to have this conversation with you. I think we should uncover some new things for sure. <laughs> yeah. What what redirected your path from traditional allopathic medicine to a more holistic approach? That's a very good question. And um, I won't say that I have left conventional medicine, but uh, I'm still functioning as a uh, allopathic physician. But uh, so let me uh, dive right into this. Uh, long before I was interested in becoming a physician. I've always been interested in human potential and human behavior. Uh, I've been reading uh, transformational authors for years, people like Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, and also motivational authors like Tony Robbins. So I've always been interested in that sort of thing. Um, I've been in practice for now close to 18 years, including if you include my training. And, uh, you know, when you've been in practice for that long, and I've worked in two countries, and I've treated you know, as you've met. We're, yeah. we're going to have to pick up on the history here on the other side of a commercial break. Sure. And it is that magic moment. So time for that short break. First, let me tell you about an exciting upcoming provision for those interested in spiritual evolution and personal empowerment, shamanic style. Pathome Shamanic Arts School, Galactic Shamanism, Art of the Ancients, Key to Tomorrow, and Children of Tomorrow Galactic Gatekeepers are revolutionary affordable series of online classes designed to guide and support you and your family during these times of transition. They'll be coming soon to findyourpathhome.com, so stay tuned to be the first to experience these amazing classes. Again, that's address is www.findyourpathhome.com. Dr. Naeem and I will return shortly, so don't you go away. You're listening to The Science of Magic air daily on xzbn.net, Prior episodes can be accessed free of charge on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Dr. Nauman Naim, author of Healing from the Inside Out, Overcome Chronic Disease and Radically Change Your Life. His website, naumannaim.com. You were just telling us how you ended up <laughs> working holistically when your training was uh, allopathic. Yeah, so I was uh, talking about how uh, I've been in practice for 18 years, worked in two countries, treated tens of thousands of patients, and I started noticing trends, and those trends were that the majority of my patients um, were stuck in the care prog- uh, paradigm of chronic disease, um, being treated with medications and sometimes procedures, but never really improving. And, and I started to, un- to notice that you know our, our medical system, our healthcare system is only designed to treat symptoms and not get to the roots of illness. Um, so, you know, I had an interest in human potential long before I became a physician and I started diving deep into, uh, you know, literally hundreds uh, of books and uh, other sources of information on uh, the things that you already mentioned, the psychology of healing, metaphysics and consciousness. And um, I started discovering, you know, what are the roots of healing that a lot of other people have already had, had alluded to in other writings and and um, that, you know, other ancient uh, cultures have known for uh, thousands of years. And I've always wanted to be an author and make a larger impact. So I took all this knowledge and uh, five years ago, I came up with the idea for my book, wrote it over two years, and uh, now it's, it's out. And uh, that's kind of what led me down this path. How did we end up so far from the true path to healing? That's a very good question. Um, what, I, what I will tell you is that the problem is, is that um, medical school and the way uh, allopathic physicians are trained is that we are only trained to look at the physical. And as you have already alluded in the introduction, that that is the, our lowest vibratory state. Um, we are not trained to look at uh, the different levels of being. In fact, if you look at the word healing, it comes from a German, the root is in a German word, Eilen, H-E-I-L-E-N, and that word, when translated, means whole. So Mm. for me, healing is the process of becoming whole, which means to um, integrate all the different levels of who we are um, into the whole, which is the physical, the the mental, uh, the emotional, the vibrational, and the spiritual. And, um, you know, current medical practice only looks at that, uh, the lowest state, which is the physical. And that's how I feel that we have ended up where we are. Mm. We, you know, the, the physical, I, you know, from my understanding, it's been a while since I was in pre-med, but anyway, Mm -hmm. from my understanding that, um, the Western way of studying anatomy and illness and and the Mm -hmm. body and medicine was by working with cadavers where the Eastern worked with live people. And so they got the energetic aspect going. Could you speak to that? Right. So so the thing is that you're absolutely right. I mean, our our current uh, medical model does, I mean, we do study anatomy from cadavers because, you know, uh, that's how all medical students learn anatomy. And, uh, you know, we we learn physiology, we learn uh, pathology, but all of that is basically, um, uh, you know, just kept at that level. And, you you know, if you were to ask a physician or a medical student about, say, uh, energy. I mean, most of them would have no idea what you're talking about. Now, the thing is that there is some psychology, some some of the mental aspects, uh, you know, if you get into psychiatry, 
However, psychiatry has like largely become about um, uh, pharmaceutical treatment, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, sure I know is. there's a there's a rich tradition, uh, as you have alluded to, in Eastern cultures about uh, um, more holistic healing, uh, you know, getting into the energetic levels, and um, and that has largely been been ignored by uh, the the allopathic model that we have here in the modern healthcare system as it's practiced here. Uh, in the developing world. Mm. Would you please define integrative medicine for us so we're all on the same page? Right. So, so integrative medicine um, is a term that is, um, has, has a specific meaning in uh, our cultural context. Now, integrative medicine, uh, there is a practice of integrative medicine uh, in the West, and it basically means uh, not just looking at uh, pharmaceuticals as treatments for um, medical conditions, but looking at other factors such as um, uh, looking at the, the patient's stress level, looking at their diet, looking at their their exercise, uh, looking at their uh, nutrition, um, looking at their relationships. So, so when I talk about a more holistic uh, uh, approach to healing. I'm not necessarily just talking about integrative medicine because if you there are integrative medicine practitioners, but they may not necessarily uh, allude to the multidimensional levels that I'm talking about in my book. So when I talk about, uh, I guess a better word would be a more uh, holistic approach to healing. And what I mean by that, what I mean by that is integrating physical, um, mental, emotional, vibrational, and spiritual levels and mm-hmm. um, at the highest level. So I'm talking about integrating all the levels of our being, which may not necessarily be the same as integrative medicine, because there is a practice of integrative medicine um, in, the, in, in the West, which uh, doesn't necessarily uh, allude to, um, you know, what I refer to as uh, So it's, it's still dealing, healing. it's integrative, but it's still dealing pretty much with the physical. Yes, uh, I would agree with you there, because we're, they're taught, I mean, they're doing much better than uh, allopathic medicine in that they're looking at uh, nutrition, they're looking at exercise, they're looking at stress, they're looking at all those aspects. But, uh, you know, uh, as far as uh, what I have researched, um, they may not be looking uh, deeply into emotions and, and, vib- and energy or vibration and, and spiritual aspects. And they, leave, they largely leave those aspects up to the, the patient, uh, him or herself. Right. And our society's falling apart. Our religions are failing us. And, you know, it's we're kind of mm-hmm. kind of left dangling in that case. We don't we, have any we are provision. Left dangling. Yeah. Yes, I, so, I completely agree. So our bodies are high hardwired to survive. Right. I mean, I've yes. seen somebody, numerous people going through the death process. It's like that body is just not giving up easy. Right. So why don't people heal? The reason people don't heal is because the holistic or um, the model that I'm talking about, most people are not aware of. And it's because our whole, if you look at society itself, um, you know, when we talk, we are taught to seek um, fulfillment outside of ourselves, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's through material possessions, whether it's through financial gain, whether it's seeking validation through a relationship, um, you know, whether it's through, you know, whatever it is, like travel, vacations, whatever. We, uh, as a society, as a Western society, we are not taught um, to go within and look at those deeper aspects of ourself. Um, unless you, uh, and the one time that that does happen is when possibly when someone has had someone in their life who is already on that path and mm-hmm. they are mentored or taught or coached in that way, or they've had a major trauma or a life crisis where everything on the external is falling apart, whether it's your relationships, your health, your finances, and then that forces them to go within. So, yeah, shamanically so, speaking, we call those initiatory illnesses. Exactly, right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so so we are not taught as at least in the Western world, I can talk to that, talk to this Western world, because that's where I grew up. Most people are not taught to look within, to look for the roots of their 
their their illnesses and and you know what's ailing them and uh i mean this has been the societal norm for uh, hundreds of years so where does illness originate so what i would say that that is a a complex it's a complex issue with no simple answer <laughs> but uh, what what i can tell you is that um when you're talking about illness chronic illness um you know you have to look at the person as a whole and um like we have been talking about so we have to look at um let's talk about each uh each level in in detail so when i talk about mental or psychological um you know a lot of people don't realize that most of their behavior is subconscious i mean um you know bruce lipton who uh, wrote the biology of belief which is a wonderful book i mean he he has said that 95% of our behavior is subconscious which means that it has been programmed in our early childhood and only 5% of our behavior is conscious and it's that 95% of um uh, of our subconscious mind that determines uh, probably majority of what we do and this is why um you know when you have a patient who has uh uh bad habits such as smoking um when you when you're trying to coach them or convince them to quit smoking you're you're basically talking to their conscious mind and you're using motivation and willpower and that's only 5% of their behavior that's why you know it's hard to get someone to change their habits and change their lifestyle and uh one of the ways why how the subconscious mind can affect our health is through um is through limiting beliefs and and what i would say about it, what i what how i define a limiting belief is a belief is something that you hold as valid uh, as true even though there may be no validity to its truth and so then we create it whether it's true needs to be true or not exactly and um so a limiting belief is basically what i i would define that as a belief that keeps you from reaching your highest potential and we have all sorts of limiting beliefs in our sub which have been programmed from an early age it could be around relationships health finances it could be around other areas of our life but uh one of the most common limiting beliefs that almost everyone suffers from is that i am not enough mm-hmm. and i i see this very commonly and that can affect all aspects of our lives so uh, i mean that's just looking at the, the mental level um of uh one of the sources of uh you know our chronic illnesses and i can if I, under- i can, I, I can dive if I deeper understand. yeah go ahead Yeah. yeah. Um so if if we if our belief is our limiting belief is I'm not enough that drives us to try harder to be enough which pushes mm-hmm. us out of balance which causes disease is that what we're looking at? So so that's uh that is one that is one aspect of um limiting beliefs that can affect our health but I'm thinking of even uh even other ways like there's a lot a lot of limiting beliefs people have such as um you know I will always be dependent on medications i will never get better if i have an illness um as i age i'm going to get sick um you know my here's here's another limiting belief which might find surprising coming from an allopathic physician you know my doctor knows everything and i have to listen to everything he or she says um <laughs> you know uh, i'm just trying to think of some of the others that i've come across uh, in my patients i mean there's many others so so the thing is that it's it's not uh that yes uh, i am not enough can lead to uh it can lead to stress and uh the stress can cause inflammation lead to chronic illness because if you believe you're not enough and you're seeking that outside of yourself you're not going to find that outside of yourself um and then that is going to cause stress can lead to inflammation can can perpetuate chronic illness mm-hmm. um but but the but the thing is that even when someone has become ill um limiting beliefs can arise after illness which perpetuate we're that going illness. to have to we're going to have to pick up this with this after another short pause dr right. naim and i will return to our discussion on the other side of this break so don't go away we're coming to you through the exon broadcast network where there's always exciting new things happening you won't want to miss the other fine shows and hosts on xzbn.net you're listening to the science of magic your resource for creative solutions in a changing world thescienceofmagic.net
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Dr. Nauman Naim, author of Healing from the Inside Out, Overcome Chronic Disease and Radically Change Your Life. His website, naumannaim.com. We were, we were having fun talking about chronic illness. Um, there's one thing that you mentioned <laughs> that I'd love mm-hmm. to go into. You said um, some people don't want to heal. So what's that about? Okay, so this is, uh, yeah, um, this is based on my experience uh, with patients. And um, in those situations, see, often um, the illness provides something for the patient. And uh, I mean, let me give you an example. Um, this is best illustrated by an example. I had a patient um, who let's just call her Darlene for this, um, to, which is, uh, not her real name, but she would always end up in the emergency department, uh, after heavily drinking and, um, you know, they would bring her in, she would call paramedics, they would bring her in and she'd be, she would basically end up in the emergency department screaming all night and they would wait for her to sober up and send her home. So delightful. <laughs> I want, yeah. So, so basically when I, to talk, I got consulted to see her at one time. And what I discovered was that a couple of things. Number one, I mean, she lived alone. She had no family. She had no friends. And, you know, her drinking and her call to the paramedics was basically a call for attention. Mm-hmm. And she was she would come to the emergency department because there she would be getting attention from the nurses, uh, the other hospital staff, the physicians. So, so I'm just illustrating that example, showing that sometimes an illness helps a patient get attention that they may not otherwise get. And that's just one example. And I mean, illnesses, uh, I mean, could be perpetuated for any number of reasons. Uh, it could be, um, it could be guilt, for example. Uh, I'll give you an example of that. I mean, I had a patient who was in a family an extended family, everyone who had chronic illness and <laughs> that was the norm in their family. So, I mean, I, I, I talked to this patient about, you know, trying things like, you know, meditation and improving nutrition, lifestyle. And she, she, she showed no interest. And uh, she said, well, you know what, you know, this is like kind of the way it's supposed to be. So I don't think I'm going to do any of those things. So I was, she was stuck in the paradigm of chronic disease because everyone around her had this. And she had, I believe, and I uncovered that she had guilt. She said, if I get better, I'm going to feel guilty because everyone, you know, my husband, you know, my, uh, my, my sister, my brothers and my parents, everyone is chronically ill. So often people don't want to heal because there's something keeping them from healing. Mm. You know, judging from the symptoms of violence, war, greed, and poverty, it would appear the entire global community is out of balance. Do you see this as affecting the health of the individual? Oh yes, definitely. I mean, and you can look at this two ways. In fact, in my book, the last chapter, is called this is not about you and let me uh let me dive into this a little more um our world is out of balance i completely agree with you and and and, and it's in any anyone who watches the news or has any is in touch with uh what's going on knows uh feels this um i i think that our external reality is a reflection of the collective inner reality of humanity as a whole. So what I'm saying is that kind of the, the craziness we see out there, you know, the, uh, the, the political climate, the, the terrorism, uh, the war, and even like if you look at, you know, what's been happening with our weather and climate change, 
Um, I believe that that is all a reflection of our inner state. Mm-hmm. And um, in my book, I talk about a study that took place uh, many decades ago. It was called the Washington Peace Study. And uh, basically, um, to, to just summarize the study, uh, they brought in a, a lo- uh, thousands of meditators to meditate in Washington, D.C. And over time, they saw they were, it was at a high crime rate at that time they saw the crime rate decrease over time, which could not be accounted for any other mm. way. One yeah, that's a chance that it could be from other means. So that just is an, a, a, a kind of a study that shows that external reality is, is, is uh, a reflection of inner reality of yeah, our inner absolutely. state. Absolutely a phenomenal study, that one. <laughs> uh, right. In the interest of healing from the inside out, starting mm-hmm. with the individual, how can we each take charge of our own healing so that we can have a greater effect on the whole? So the first thing is to realize that realize that we are multidimensional beings, okay? So to realize all the different levels of who we are. So I have, um, I, I'm going to talk about some of the things I talk about in my book. So when I talked about, I started talking about the mental aspects of, uh, of healing. Um, I talked about a subconscious mind and limiting beliefs. Um, we can uh, remove those limiting beliefs and we can actually rewrite them and, and, and change them into uh, empowering beliefs. And, and in my book, there is a process that I describe about uh, addressing those limiting beliefs. Um, I also didn't get into emotions yet, uh, and I can get into that now. Basically, you know, a lot of people spend their lives running from negative emotions and just uh, wanting to experience mm-hmm. just the positive emotions. Mm-hmm. But, but, and a lot of people have had traumatic experiences from their past, uh, not necessarily major traumas, could be minor traumas, where they're, they have suppressed their emotions and not dealt with them and fully integrated them. Mm-hmm. And, and those suppressed emotions cause stress, cause inflammation, cause disease. So the other thing I would say is that, you know, we need to feel all our emotions no matter what they are and um you know that's what i think it means to to um to live life to the fullest is to feel all our emotions because if you repress go ahead yeah there's there's this concept in celtic shamanism that's it's called the joy and sorrow sine wave in other words the uh, our ability to feel joy is totally um dependent upon our willingness to deep dip 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 into grief and anger and all the other things that if you don't move it you lose it basically and everything just kind of flatlines and that sounds like what you're talking about right because what i i talk about uh in my book about you know identifying so the way you can identify you know uh, recurrent uh, emotional patterns is, um, you know, any pattern of challenges that you have in your life and then any any uh, situations that trigger negative emotions and they may reflect something from your past that you haven't dealt with. So yeah, I talk so about important. that in my book about, you know, going back to that sentinel event and just releasing all the emotions around that. And it doesn't have to be a major thing like, uh, you know, like sexual abuse or something. It could be a minor thing like um, you know, being left in your crib longer than you thought you should have been instead of before mm-hmm. your mother came and picked you up. It could be something mm-hmm. as simple as that. Um, you know that though, and aren't these emotions stored in the body and create yes. problems that way? Exactly. They do. They do. And, and this is why I think we are meant to feel all, all our emotions, uh, both the good and the bad. And then what, I, what you, you will find is that when you feel all those emotions fully, you will get to a core of inner peace and the way um, a metaphor for that is uh, is a hurricane. I mean, you know, a hurricane, um, if you get to the core of the hurricane, you come to the eye of the hurricane, which is a place of just calm and peace. Now, use that as a metaphor to describe the negative emotions that people try to repress. Right. And, you know, the other thing that I've noticed, if you'd speak to this, is mm-hmm. that as long as we're trying to block our emotions, events in our current day will trigger them, reactivate them. And doesn't that make it impossible to tell what's clear and present danger versus just a triggered response? That is an excellent point. Um, because, you know, if you have an event that uh, triggers an emotion that you've repressed, I mean, you're going to continue with that pattern. And it could even be a minor thing. It could be someone just, you know, just speaking you to the, speaking to you uh, a way in which you don't think they should speak to you or, or, or uh, you know, just a, something that would may not 
um, be a major thing for someone else, but for you it is because you have these repressed emotions that you haven't processed and you haven't dealt with from your past, and those get triggered. So and then you uh, then yeah, you dump def- them on the poor person that was in the wrong place at the right time, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and then this is the problem in a lot of our relationships as well. I mean, a lot of relationship issues have to do with, um, you know, those uh, repressing those negative emotions. Yeah. So, do you work with relationships in re- in re- um, relation to health? So, I, I I can't say that I am an ex- relationship expert or a relationship coach, but when it comes to um, helping a client or a patient with their health issues, I do dive into. Um, I, I talk a lot about. I get, get into anything that's causing stress in their lives, because stress is a cause of inflammation. And um, obviously, relationships are one of the things that are, are major stressors in a lot of people's lives. So I wouldn't say I'm a relationship coach, uh, but I do get talk about people people with their relationships uh, to see if those could be the cause of stress and hence the the uh, cause of illness. Uh, you have you've you've mentioned something numerous times now: inflammation. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> what what does inflammation have to do with illness? So a lot of our chronic illnesses, if you think about, you know, diabetes, heart disease, uh, you know, cancer, uh, they all have their roots in inflammation. And uh, in, in inflammation, one of the major factors that cause inflammation um, is stress. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's, the issue is not removing ourselves necessarily from the stress because a lot of us are not going to be able to change our life situation, meaning we have to earn a living. We may have stressful jobs. You know, we may have to juggle that, our families, the kids, and other responsibilities. It's how we deal with the stress. Mm-hmm. And how we deal with the stress has to do with, um, you know, the things I've already talked about, you know, our limiting beliefs, um, you know, our sub, our subconscious mind, um, our, our emotional self, uh, mainly repressed emotions, um, you know, whether we, uh, how, whether we identify with our life stories or not, because, you know, a lot of us do have life stories, which could be perceived as negative. But the thing is, we have to realize that we are not our life stories. We are the, um, the awareness that witnesses that life story. We are the consciousness underlying it. So, 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 so not identifying with our life stories is another way to, um, to, to, to reduce our stress level and not uh, perpetuate that inflammation. Um, and I also talk about raising our vibrational frequency, getting in the flow. And I also talk about embracing the unknown. So, I mean, these are all the different ways that I talk about, about, you know, get, uh, integrating all the different levels of who we are uh, so that we can create the environment to be healed for our body, for our innate intelligence to take over and, and to, um, you know, to deal with whatever is going on at the physical level. If, uh, if, if, what, if I'm hearing you correctly, mm-hmm. is, there, is there any disease that doesn't have inflammation at its base? Well, I would say um, that sometimes there can be uh, an acute situation. For example, if you've been in an accident, you've had a fracture, um, you know, that the cause of that is the actual injury or the accident. Um, but so I'm, so there may be a lot of acute uh, illnesses and injuries that may have other causes. But a lot of the chronic diseases that we deal with um, that I've already alluded to, cancer, uh, uh, heart disease, uh, diabetes uh, and autoimmune disease, a lot of them um, do have inflammation as, as the major manifestation. Well, We're going to need to take another break. Dr. Naeem and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is the Science of Magic, your resource to altruistic professionals of science and the esoteric, working to create common ground for the betterment of our world. Join our email family to receive our amazing topic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net. Call. 
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, bringing together gifted people of service to our world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. What's up in your world? Email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net and suggest a topic or guess that's on your mind. You're probably not the only one interested. Speaking of gifted people of service to our world, our guest this hour is Dr. Nauman Naim, author of Healing from the Inside Out, Overcome Chronic Disease, and Radically Change Your Life. His website, naumannaim.com. We were having fun talking about inflammation and health problems and how so many of them are related to inflammation. Would you mind briefly, for those of us that aren't medically inclined, what is inflammation? So basically, uh, inflammation is, uh, the common term is, it's basically uh, uh, swelling, um, but it's not really swelling. It's, um, uh, you know, I've never thought of how to explain this to the general public, but <laughs> I would say that it's when, um, to use a metaphor, it's like, um, so if you get, uh, I'll just use a metaphor, like if you get a bee sting, for example, and um, after the sting, you see that the area becomes swollen and red. Mm-hmm. So, so that is uh, inflammation. What you're observing is inflammation in the skin from that bee sting. Now, so is that the body attacking the poison of the bee sting? Right. So what it is is that it's the body's immune system okay. is um, basically attacking. Exactly. It's attacking the bee sting. So inflammation uh, is usually perpetuated by, by the body. And it's basically uh, some kind of insult or injury to the body that now the immune system uh, sends out, um, you know, certain cells to to deal with that insult and injury, and uh, the result is inflammation. Uh, so, I mean, similar to what you see in the skin, but it can happen in any organ. And um, you know, I mean, this has been found to be the root of a lot of our chronic diseases. So then, if you're if you're under stress, your body's mm-hmm. getting uh, false symptoms, and then going right. after it. Right. So what happens with stress is that, you know, when you're under stress, uh, you know, you have a certain physiologic response in the body. Your adrenal glands secrete cortisol, um, you know, they secrete uh, um, adrenaline, and they get your body ready for um, what we call the flight or fight response, uh, which in, you know, thousands of years ago, uh, you know, we used to escape from predators uh, and other dangers in the environment. And, um, you know, when you are faced with a sudden danger, for example, like, you know, you're someone is is threatening you, they're threatening to, say, mug you and they have uh, they're holding a gun to you. You're going to you're going to feel your body is going to release all those uh, the cortisol, the adrenaline to deal with that situation. But when you have chronic stress and when you're always in a state of stress, it can your body perceives that as the acute threat. And it is uh, prolonged over time. 
So you have the same effect, except that now it's prolonged. And uh, over time, basically, that uh, affects your immune system, uh, perpetuates inflammation, and mm-hmm. uh, that can lead to chronic disease. Wow. Wow. And look at, look, look at the stress we all live under at this time. That's amazing. Right. Yeah. It is. Could, it's incredible. It's, it's scary. It is could, scary. Could you yeah. tell us about the innate intelligence of the body? So uh, I believe that, um, so when I, we're talking about the innate intelligence is, you know, when we talk about, um, I talked about the different levels of who we are and, uh, highest level uh, or one of the highest levels is our spiritual self. When I talk about, um, our spiritual self, what I'm talking about is our consciousness and, Consciousness is what animates who we are. And this, from I believe, is a universal thing. I mean, we all have consciousness. Uh, all non-living things have consciousness. And the whole universe has a consciousness. Now, for some people, that may be... Um, for some people, that may... For people who um, are religious, that may mean God. It, they could refer to it as a higher power or some kind of universal intelligence. So when I talk about our innate intelligence, what I'm talking about is that um, our consciousness, which is, um, it is something that is hard, that really cannot be defined uh, by words. It just defies description, but it is our higher self, that mm-hmm. aspect of us that is present in all living and non-living things in nature and in the universe. And that's what I mean by that innate intelligence, that consciousness or that higher self. And does that innate intelligence or try to um, uh, harmonize with everything around? Um, yes, I believe it does. And in, and in my book, uh, I talk about um, connection and I talk about how uh, we are connected to everyone and everything around us, although in our modern day, we're acting like we're all separate individuals and separate from everyone else and everything else. But, uh, you know, everything is connected. Uh, if you if you look at that highest level of who we are, um, you know, we are all part of that, that same consciousness, that higher being, that universal intelligence. So, I mean, there is a deeper connection to all of us. And, so that's it. Um, that takes yeah. us full circle back into why we have to need to find harmony and healing as individuals before we can find harmony and healing as a culture. Exactly. And, and, and round right. and round we go. Yes, yes. Because like I said, um, I mean, that's why I think what we're seeing in our world today is a reflection of our inner state because uh, we have lost that sense of connection. Uh, we're seeing ourselves as separate from everyone and everything. And then we don't and, think it effect, uh, we have any effect out there. Yes, exactly. We have no effect life there. I mean, like I alluded to the that uh, Washington Peace Study, which showed that uh, your inner state can change your external state, and that's an actual uh, manifestation of of um, of connection because you are connected to we are connected to each other and our external environment, mm. and uh, at that highest level of consciousness or being, which I which we most people refer to as a spiritual. You, you speak of healing process involving harmonizing all aspects of our being. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? What are those aspects and how do we do that? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over that uh, again. Those aspects, so those different aspects of our being, I'm just going to mention it again. Physical, um, mental, emotional, vib- uh, vibrational, and spiritual. And um, for me to get into how to do that, uh, that's the whole reason I wrote the book. And, <laughs> so you wouldn't um, have to do it over and over, right? <laughs> right. So, so the thing is that I've already talked a bit uh, about that, about the, uh, the mental in terms of the subconscious uh, uh, mind and the limiting beliefs. And I've talked about emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, I get into vibration, which is our energy in our book. And I talk about, mm-hmm. um, you know, what we put in our bodies affects our vibrational frequency. And, right. um, uh, you know, also um, our vibration is affected by, um, you know, our joy, a uh, level of joy, uh, knowing ourselves as love, which is, you know, our true nature, uh, expressing gratitude and appreciation. Um, and then I talk about being in the flow, which is a whole topic on itself. And, mm-hmm. and when you are able to raise your vibration, 
you enter the flow of life. I believe that all of life, nature, and the universe is in a flow. And when we get out of flow, um, and that can lead to, uh, you know, illness, um, you know, through the things that I've already been talking about. So I talk about different levels of flow in my book, um, mm-hmm. inner flow, body flow. Uh, I talk about physiologic flow and outer flow. And I talk about different exercises uh, in each of those realms as well. Do you, so. have you witnessed particular diseases tending to follow a pattern of disharmony? Say, for instance, can an imbalance in giving and receiving love cause heart disease? Um, I, so what I would say is that I, I'm not aware of any um, uh, evidence-based study that has been done to prove um, you know, what you said about uh, giving and receiving love and heart disease. Um, But one thing I will say about that, I mean, heart disease is the number one killer uh, in in North America, if not globally. And, um, you know, if you if you look at the the state of affairs in the world, I mean, there is definitely a lack of love out there, um, not only in our individual lives and and also in in the collective uh, Mm -hmm. on in community level, on national level and global level. And what I will say about that is. You know, a lot of people see love as an emotion, but love is our true nature. Mm-hmm. And love for me is a manifestation of oneness because we, science says that we all arose out of a cataclysmic event called the Big Bang. <laughs> and that created all of, you know, everything that you see, all of creation arose out of that. Well, if we just take that as a, as a fact, we all arose from the same source. That means that we are all part of the same source. We are all one. And love is um, an expression of that oneness of who we are. So what I would say to that is that we have we don't know ourselves as love. And Mm. we are. That is our true nature. We are unconditional love. And And isn't that heartbreaking? Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and if we don't see ourselves like that, then I mean, I believe that I think we could sh- see a massive change in the rates of heart disease if, uh, you know, we could embody that principle, if everyone could embody that principle in our in our daily lives. Of course, there's other factors that go into heart disease. Well, we're but, going to I mean, have to yeah. end on the note of love and what a beautiful note to it on. It's hard to believe, but we're already out of time. Dr. Neem, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much, Gwilda. It's been uh, a great conversation, and um, I hope I've, uh, you know, been able to teach your listeners uh, something. And you've been wonderful. Some realizations. Our de- guest this hour has been Dr. Nauman Naim, author of Healing from the Inside Out: Overcome Chronic Disease and Radically Change Your Life. This has been the Science of Magic, the Science of Magic.net. Until next time, dear ones, may you be blessed with knowledge and comforted with love as you embrace balanced and abundant health. Searching through the night.